Live from the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio, this is Indy Next by Firestone. With complete coverage of today's race, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Well, we've reached the halfway point of the 2023 Indy Next by Firestone season. And the schedule brings us to the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course here on the IndyCar Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us as we roll on on this race day Sunday. A very clean, uneventful IndyCar warm-up session in the books as we're excited to see if Colton Herta uh, can uh, win a race as he leads the field to the green flag. Colton, of course, a graduate of the Indy Next Series, and we're about to find out who wins round number seven. The story, Davey, for the first half of the season, no doubt has been Nolan Siegel. This young man I kind of burst on the scene, and uh, boy, he's, he's won two races, probably should have won a third, had a couple second place finishes to start the season he's had a really good year but again we're only halfway done a lot of racing to be done yeah that's right and right now nick with a 40 point lead in this championship as you said that that explains everything how good his season has been nick so but you know what rasmussen second in the point championship is starting on the pole where siegel starts six so right now the situation is for siegel just survive you know what i mean just finish all the races don't give this championship away. You have a huge lead in the championship points. And Rasmussen is going to do all he can. Not just Rasmussen, but there's other ones like McElroy sitting in third in points. you got Abel sitting fourth in points. They're hungry, too. They're, they're going to try to gain points on Siegel. So if he can go mistake-free not have a DNF in the rest of these races, he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, as you mentioned, Christian Rasmussen on the pole. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the track conditions, Davey. You were out there on the two-seater <laughs> a couple hours ago when it was really wet. The track is drying, but not nearly as fast as it would if the sun was out because we've got overcast that, that's right. Still overcast. I don't feel it's going to rain, but uh, like I said, no meteorologist, but uh, I feel like it's going to stay dry. But the the track is better in, online. It's actually pretty dry online. We've seen some uh, good times uh, being set by the IndyCar Series uh, in their final practice session just a, just a bit ago. And the question is, is how is it going to be offline? We still see a few damp areas coming through portions of the racetrack. They have track dryers out there. They have blowers out there trying to make sure that this track is dry as possible before these Indian X drivers uh, take at it. But right now, uh, just stay in line until you get to fill the racetrack, and hopefully it continues to dry out to where we see a lot of passing. So we are set to go racing for 35 laps. It's the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio. This broadcast brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. Alex uh, Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli are our pit reporters this weekend. And yesterday, after qualifying, they caught up with the front row. First, Alex with Christian Rasmussen and Joel later with Louis Foster. Very narrow margin, and Christian, a lot of uh, emotion as you got out of the sixth car after winning the pole position, congratulating, hugging your crew. Is it because of that of practice, too, how much time you guys lost having to repair that under train to be able to come back and pull out this great time? Yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, quite, kind of a wild session here. It was just about getting a free lap, and then uh, people starting to go by each other, kind of a gentleman's rule in this series that you don't do that. But, um, yeah, we managed to pull it off. Like, second to last lap, I created a gap. But even though I created a gap, I caught up to Ernie by so much. So uh, the last bit of the lap, I had arrow wash. But, yeah, we pulled it off. That's uh, half the battle around here. So let's go finish it tomorrow. And looking ahead to the Grand Prix on the Sunday on race day, what do you think of this uh, outlook as far as race distance goes? You got the pace in qualifying, obviously. It'll be all right. Uh, everybody's in the same boat, right? So uh, it'll be the same for everyone. We'll just have to make some changes so the car stays underneath us tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's on our side right now. It's ours to win. Uh, congratulations. A great run out there in qualifying. Thank you. It's Christian Rasmussen on the pole position for Indy Next by Firestone. Let's head over to Joel Sebastianelli. 17 of 23 winners have come from pole here in Indy Next. They've nearly all come from the front row. So starting on the outside will be Louis Foster. How important will the start be tomorrow? Yeah, I think definitely important. It's uh, difficult to overtake around here. Um, obviously, Rasmussen's on pole. He's done second year in the series. So, you know, he's very good at managing his push to pass, which is the only other opportunity you really have to overtake. Um, so, yeah, we'll play it by ear, see what happens. Um, yeah. It's been a great track for your team, Andretti Autosport. How much has that data 
helped everything that your teammates have done here in previous years? Yeah, I think with the Firestone tires, it's been tricky for us this year, especially. Um, but to, to quite make a lot, quite a lot of changes to the car um, to get in the window we wanted to be in. But you know, the team worked really hard, so we've got a, we've, we've managed to get a good car. I think we've qualified second and fourth, so can't complain too much. But yeah, just not not close enough for that top step, unfortunately. We'll try to get to the top step, starting from second. Louis Foster, thank you. Cheers. Christian Rasmus and Louis Foster are going to lead the field of the green flag as we are uh, just moments away from the firing of engines here at the Mid Ohio Sports Car Course. Got pretty uh, three pretty good turn announcers are going to help call the action. He'll be in the anchor chair later today for the Honda Indy 200, covering the famed keyhole turn number two. We positioned Mark James. Hello, Mark. Uh, hello, Nick, and uh, what a pleasure it is. Uh, thousands upon thousands of fans have descended upon this fantastic facility. Upon this fantastic facility, and we will get them off of turn number one. And they'll start the uphill climb to this keyhole. There'll be a lot of side-by-side -side racing here, a lot of widening of the elbows. There's curving to the bottom of that racetrack, the red and white stripe and curving all the way around. And upon exit, the car wants to push you to driver's left and off the track. With all of the rain that we've had here in the last 24 hours or so, might be careful getting too far off upon exit. Then what goes up must come down as they make their way downhill. A little bit of a bender that they call turn number three. And uh, once they clear that, they will be at full song in one of the most treacherous portions of this racetrack. As Nick addressed, three pretty good ones. I'm actually the pretty good ones. One of the really good turn announcers is Michael Young. He's in turn four. I don't know if that's a fair assessment, Mark, but I appreciate the kind words. 3,000 feet from the exit of the keyhole down into the entrance of turn number four. Of course, turn three is slight kink, and that's where we will begin this Indy Next by Firestone race this afternoon. The field will then streak down into turn number four. They call this portion madness. It's basically the S's in the beginning of it. They have been working on driver's left, getting everything dried off to keep things as clean as they possibly can for these drivers as we get set to get started. But it's a tight ride. Right-hander, China Beach to the left. If the drivers go off, that will collect the drivers. They will go back uphill to the left-hander of turn number five. They climb that hill a little bit off camber as they make their way back down. Down that hill into turn number six. That's another right-hander, about another 600 feet or so. And then they will come into the view of our very own Jake Query. Good afternoon, Jake. Good afternoon, Michael. Indeed, when they make that right-hander that is turn number six, that is just below my view. And so I will be looking right down on that right-handed turn number six. And as you had talked about, there's a little bit of an elevation change. So some speed, some inertia, some energy can pick up there. And if you're not too careful, you might actually swing just a little bit to the outside. It is an area where you have to be technical. You have to be precise. Then it's a quick left-hander that is turn number seven, a right-hander that is turn number eight, and then... They will sail out of my view as they make that right-hander that is turn number nine. So this is an area of the racetrack where the turns are quick. The speed and the energy is there. And Nick Yeoman, it is not necessarily a passing zone, but it is an area where your day can pass before your very eyes. If you take it too fast into one of those turns and get into an off area, it can make for a very long afternoon. It will be a lot of fun to watch here at Mid-Ohio. Yeah, Jake, the word precision comes to mind when uh, talking about the part of the racetrack you're going to be covering because you have to be absolutely perfect. Uh, you get offline and you can throw away your day, as you alluded to. Davey, two best passing zones. I, I think everybody's in agreement, right? Down into turn two in the keyhole and then down to the S's. That's turn right. Four. Absolutely the best passing zones and not the only, but the best by far. You can sometimes get them coming off of turn 13 going into turn one, but that's a little more difficult, but you're right. Down where uh, you're going to be for the IndyCar race, uh, Nick, that keyhole is, as you know, you're going to see a lot of action down there today. And we've already seen a lot of action down in turn yeah. four with some craziness down there. And right now with it wet, a little bit damp and off groove, it's slick down that area as well. Uh, for many years, the Indy Next Series started their races right here on the front straightaway, Davey. A year ago, they finally followed the uh, the path of yeah. IndyCar starting on the backstretch. So how wild do we expect it to be down into turn four when we drop the green well, flag? Well, you know, I think it's always good, you know, that, that they're getting used to to start the race the same place that the IndyCar Series does. Just so when they move up, they're they're in, they're in line with what they do. Now, sometimes is it good they start back there because it really does pile them up down sure. in turn four, and that's for anybody. But they always choose to to make that uh, keep it slow down in turn four for the first time. But it, we'll see. We'll see how it works. Um, it'll be their first time doing it, but uh, you know, hopefully it's clean and green. A year ago here at Mid Ohio, it was Hunter McElray who went to victory lane in 2021. We actually ran here four times. Uh, Kyle Kirk. Would scored three victories. Uh, the other race won by Linus Lundquist. 
Other recent winners include Oliver Askew. Uh, Pottawa Ward scored a pair of victories as well. So it should be a fun race as we are set to go racing here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Here to give the command to start the engines for the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Road America, it's Firestone Racing Tire Production Team member Nate Hill. Drivers, start your engines. Here's today's Indy Next by Firestone starting lineup. Row 9. Daniel Frost, number 68, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, Singapore. Row 8. Matteo Nannini, number 75, Junko Sollinger Racing, Italy. Ernie Francis Jr., number 99, HMD Motorsports with Force Indy, United States. Row 7. James Rowe, number 29, Andretti Autosport, Ireland. Josh Pearson, number 14, HMD Motorsports, United States. Row 6. Jamie Chadwick, number 28, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Inam Ahmed, number 47, Cape Motorsports, British Pakistani. Row 5. Christian Vogel, number 7, with HMD Motorsports and Dale Coin Racing, United States. Jagger Jones, number 98, Cape Motorsports, United States. Row 4. Rasmus Lind, driving the number 76, Junkos Hollinger Racing, and I'm from Sweden. Jacob Abel, number 51, Abel Motorsports, United States. Row 3. Nolan Siegel, number 39, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, United States. Preschool, number 10, HMD Motorsports, USA. Row 2. Hunter McElroy, number 27, Andretti Autosport, New Zealand. Kevin Simpson, number 21, HMD Motorsports, United States and Cayman Islands. On the outside of row 1. Louis Foster, number 26, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. And starting on the pole... Christian Rasmussen, number 6, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, Denmark. All right, one time uh, to sweep through the pits as we are set to go racing here in Mid-Ohio. We welcome in Alex Wolf on a gray, overcast day here, Alex, in your home state of Ohio. That's right. It's great to be home. Uh, the hour 45-minute drive from Lima. It's a great day as always. A bit overcast, but still dry at the moment. And a guy riding a wave of momentum after knocking on the door for so long early this season in Indy Next by Firestone competition. Nolan Siegel, he's broken through and broken through in a big way. Win in the second race in downtown Detroit. One two weeks ago at Road America. Comes in with a point lead in this series and last week he kept that momentum rolling in a different series an IMSA competition, a class win an LMP2 competition at the legendary six hours at the Glen at Watkins Glen. He rolls off sixth and he looks to ride that momentum even more today. More stories on the pit lane with my partner Joel Sebastianelli. Thanks, Alex. There have been 17 wins from pole in 23 Indy Next by Firestone races here at Mid-Ohio since 2007. It bodes well for Christian Rasmussen. There hasn't been a win outside the front row since Nico Jamin from third in 2017, but one-tenth of a second covers that top four, and that's a source of optimism for row two. Kiffin Simpson starts third. Last year's winner from pole, Hunter McElray, starts fourth. It's a source of optimism for the rest of the field, too. This series has been nip and tuck all weekend. It has been all year. So I think why pay attention to the past? We've got 35 laps ahead of us here at Mid-Ohio. Who knows what could happen, Nick Gilman? Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you, Alex and Joel. We'll hope you guys aren't too terribly busy. Usually, oh, those guys only get busy when there's carnage. We're going to hope for a good, clean race here again. 35 laps around the uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Davey, look at that shot of the fans on the hillside yeah, of the S's. They're excited to see IndyCar racing coming up later today, as well as some of these future IndyCar stars in the Indy Next by Fire. Yeah, nothing better. than so great to look around at all the fans that, to come to this facility year in, year out. The campers just, it continues to grow. I don't know if there's, I think camping spaces may be sold out. I'm not sure. But uh, that hillside, for sure. I mean, not place, not many places to sit there. But And it's rained, it's wet, but that's not stopping them. They're out there uh, getting ready for this action. Again, it is uh, gray, overcast skies here at Mid-Ohio. We know there are showers in the area, but thankfully it is dry for now. We'll keep the fingers crossed uh, not only for these drivers, but for all those fans that are going to stay dry. i got to go out to the keyhole later for the IndyCar race, Davey, so I'm going to hope it stays yeah, dry yeah. as well. Uh, so the field making their way through the carousel for the final time as they get the one to go. The pace car has pulled off of the racetrack. 
We'll hand them off to Mark Jaynes, and then Michael Young is going to get a chance to call the green flag of this race. Mark Jaynes, here comes Christian Rasmussen. They're single file for now, but that is about to change here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Before that 19th place finish at Road America, his worst finish this season was at ninth in the first race at Detroit, and he is looking to get that points lead back. Uh, he currently finds himself 40 points back of a red-hot Nolan Siegel. Going to be interesting to see how Louis Foster handles the start. He's bad fast. It's been a roller coaster ride for him this season, Michael Young. Beautiful formation as they head for turn number three of the green flag. 17 cars make up this field. Indy next by Firestone. Green flag is out, and the field makes their way down to turn number four. Louis Foster on the outside. Christian Rasmussen has the point to the inside. The two touches. They make their way through turn number four. The field cleanly through as we have a spinner. Daniel Frost spins around. Caution here in turn number four, but the rest of the field remains green. Christian Rasmussen, Jake through five. And it's single file one through four, and then things start to really gaggle up. But right now, it is Rasmussen who has the lead. About a three-car length advantage over Foster. Then you go back to Simpson. A little bit further back, side-by-side, side, Reese Gold, Jacob Abel. But the leader, Rasmussen, works his way into turn number one, or turn back number to, ten. Back to Michael Young in the S's. Michael, how about Daniel Frost? He got turned around. The AMR IndyCar safety crew was there. But, uh, Nick, he's clean and then back underway. But certainly is going to have a lot of ground to catch up. He started shotgun on the field. He will stay there for Daniel Frost running in that 17th position, but a good half a lap behind the field. It's Christian Rasmussen leading the feed the field to the keyhole to start lap number two. Yeah, it didn't take him long to settle out single file. They did so upon the exit of Thunder Valley. Louis Foster actually has still a pretty good beat, about five-tenths of a second behind. A pretty good battle, just a couple of cars back between them. It's Dolan Siegel, your current points leader, and Jacob Abel. They entertain thoughts of going side-by-side. Really good run for Louis Foster off of turn number two. Michael Young, can he get him down at turn number four? He makes his way into the turn. Louis Foster will look to the inside, but Christian Rasmussen will hold point. Further back, battle for that fifth position. Nolan Siegel and Jacob Abel. We have a couple of cars side by side. That's Rasmuth Lint and Anama Med, but it's Christian Rasmussen, Jake, with a one-car length advantage over Foster. Taking a look back in at that battle for fifth because it's a good one. Siegel has it. Abel is right behind him. No change of that right now as they work their way through turn number eight, but it is literally nose to tail. Leader still, though, is Rasmussen. And, Davey, we're seeing some elbows get kind of wide here in the opening laps. Yeah, sure enough. Jagger Jones did a good job going, gets underneath Lind going up into four and stay beside him on the outside of turn five, down in the inside of turn six, and he was able to pull off that spot. That battle Jake Query was talking about for fifth is a good one. It's the points leader, Nolan Siegel. About two car lengths, the advantage over Jacob Abel. They roar out of turn number one. Yeah, that's been a good battle pretty much since the flag flew, although they separate themselves a little bit. We're going to shoot back up front and see the fact that Louis Foster is stuck right into the tire tracks of Christian Rasmussen. It was about five-tenths of a second last time by. He's, he's knocked a tenth of a second off at Michael Young as I head back to you. You got about a three car length advantage for Christian Rasmussen. Louis Foster, will he outbreak Christian Rasmussen? Indeed he does. Boy, he drives it deep into turn number four. Closes in on that rear wing of our leader, Christian Rasmussen. Jake, the battle is on for the lead. Louis Foster trying to take it away from Christian Rasmussen. And the rear of Foster's car starts to bobble a bit as he works his way through the throttle out of turn number six, setting up for seven. Rasmussen, about a car length and a half advantage, then pretty good gap back before he get to the third place running Simpson, but it's the battle up front we keep an eye on. Rasmussen leading. Foster right there. Yeah, those two are separated by just three-tenths of a second as they make their way to the carousel using different lines as uh, Christian Rasmussen swings it wide. Louis Foster, he hugs the red and white curbing. They'll roar across the start-finish line to start lap number four of 35. It is a good battle for P1. Rasmussen, Mark James, he's got just two car lengths on Louis Foster. Down to three-tenths of a second more specifically. We told you up and down season for Foster. Finishes of 14th, 14th, and 19th. Other than that, top six finishes including two on the podium, trying to get his first win here. But he felt it would come before now. He is literally tucked up and up underneath the rear wing as they exit the keyhole and head to turn three. Mother Nature might start to play into this as we get a sprinkle out here in turn number four. Louis Forster will look to the inside, now pop to the outside. Tries to get along. Christian Rasmussen unable to do so. He'll swing to the outside, unable to get around it there. Christian Rasmussen doing everything he can to hold off Louis Foster in turn six. And now as they work their way into turn number six, 
Foster's going to take a look. Not able to make the move into turn number six, but Rasmussen absolutely knows he is right there as Foster, to Nick's point, carries a little bit more of an inside line. Not able to make the move through seven and eight. Rasmussen still leads him into turn number nine. Davey, how good is this at the front of the field? Yeah, pretty interesting. So right now, Rasmussen needs to be a little bit careful. He just, going into this race, he is 40 points back from Siegel. He's now 16 points. He's gained over half that back. Now, you know, you want to defend, but don't defend too much. Don't get a penalty, and don't crash with Foster. If he's that much faster, you may just want to let him go at some point if if there's that much pressure again so there's no contact. But right now, he has about a three-car length lead going down in turn two. A little bit more breathing room this time, Mark James. Yeah, and I, I think, too, for Louis Foster, I'm sure that uh, the powers that be telling him, hey, let him wear the tires out. Don't you do that. And while these two continue to battle, Kiffin Simpson, Hunter McElray, they're trying to make it a four-car race. Michael Young is the exit turn number three. Yeah, everybody's starting to catch up to our front runners. That's Christian Rasmussen, Louis Foster, then Kiffin Simpson, Hunter McElray. They're your top four. Nolan Siegel running all by himself in that fifth position. They crest the top of the hill in turn number five. Still Rasmussen by two car lengths. But Simpson has gotten within view of that front two much more so than last time by. Exiting turn seven, Foster got just a little bit loose. That allows Simpson to draw even more of a beat. Right now, pretty evenly spaced. One, two, three, Rasmussen, Foster, and Simpson. Davey, you touch on that Christian Rasmussen has to think about the points. I imagine Louis Foster has to exercise some patience here as well because he's clearly got the faster car right yeah, now. Yeah, he really does. He has a faster car right now. He is actually fifth in points, 68 back. So he, he definitely wants to get to the front and wants to win. But not as much pressure on Rasmussen now as the, the Foster's not putting on him. But it was it was tight there for a while. He actually had the faster car. Now, whether his team told him to relax a little bit or he's just trying to save those tires, who knows. But you can tell. The moisture out there, you see some vapor trails coming off these cars' wings. That means there's a lot of downforce out of these cars right now. So what does that mean? When you get behind a car and break a hole in that area, it does help you more so in these conditions than in regular. Even separation through the first four, that's Rasmussen, Foster, Simpson, and McElray. And about eight to ten car lengths back to our points leader, Nolan Siegel. Uh, he's got about a half a second lead on uh, Jacob Abel, who runs in sixth. rest of the top ten is uh, Reese Gold, Jagger Jones, Rasmus Lind, and Anama Med. And we've got problems up in the keyhole. Mark Jaynes just at the exit of turn number two. We've got a car in the sand. Yeah, Christian Bogle. Uh, they've got it in a little too hot off of it. Skipped it up and over the curbing. And he has buried it. And that has brought out the full course caution. So trouble for Christian Bogle. The seventh car. Pelican sponsorship on the side of it. Uh, the car is still running. He's trying to get out of that trap. But I think with all of the moisture and everything that fell overnight, how deeply he's buried it in there, Nick, he's not going to be able to get that. He's going to have to be towed out of there for sure. Yep, uh, yeah, we can look at those rear tires, Davey, those fire stones. They're covered in dirt on the top side, and we know the bottom of them are dirty as well. Yeah, no, he didn't, he's not off very far, so it should be really easy for the save, AMR safety crew just to hook onto that car, pull him back on track. Unfortunately, he's going to go a lap down while they do that, but at least get him on track, at least get him some more laps to finish this. We'll watch it again. Yeah, just got on the throttle a little bit too hard right there and, and didn't get on the brakes quick enough, actually, as well, just uh, stop him from getting in that peak, uh, peak gravel and, uh, and got him launched in there. So we're working lap 6 of 35 here at the Middle Ohio Sports Car Course. We'll take our first break. The top five, Christian Rasmussen, Louis Foster, Kiffin Simpson, Hunter McElray, and the points leader, Nolan Siegel. I'm Indy Next Driver, Louis Foster, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. The IndyCar app, powered by NTT Data, is available for free to fans worldwide. Climb on board with in-car cameras, follow along with live timing and scoring, and listen to the radio broadcast. You can download the app today in the App Store or Google Play. Actually, when I was up on the hill, Davey, in the keyhole during qualifying yesterday, saw some uh, IndyCar fans that were tracking using the app, watching that live timing and scoring. Very cool uh, access for fans. And as we mentioned, you can also listen to our broadcast as well. Yeah, it's a great tool, obviously. We use this all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, I always keep track of it. I have, uh, you know, a lot of family and friends that listen to it and tell me how great it works. So, um, yeah, and it's good to have it right at the racetrack. Sometimes you can't hear us on the PA around here. It gets loud. These tracks are spread out. There's not 
Chesapeake or someplace, but that really keeps you in tune for sure. So uh, Christian Bogle's uh, gone a couple laps down towards the rear of the field. Davey, we kind of cleaned up. We didn't get a chance to really break down that incident right at the start of the race. Uh, the spin for Daniel Frost. Tough break for that young man uh, spinning down there in the S. Yeah, it didn't look like he got touched, by the way. It just looked like he got on the outside, was trying to carry some speed around the outside of that corner, and just uh, the back end just swung around. Balance wasn't there. He wasn't in the tires. Didn't hurt anything, but he did a couple quick. It tells you how fast or how slick it is out there. One quick spin, and then he hit the grass. And another really quick spin. Got a little mud on the car, but he was able to continue on. So Christian Bogle has uh, been refired. He's being shown right now two laps down as we work lap seven of 35. Let's give you our first full field rundown. Christian Rasmussen has led every lap. He has been under attack, though, from Louis Foster, who runs in second. Kiffin Simpson is third. Hunter McElray is fourth. The points leader, Nolan Siegel, runs in the fifth position. Jacob Abel was uh, wearing Nolan Siegel out the first couple laps. He sits in sixth. Reese Gold, winner at Detroit, runs in the seventh spot. Jagger Jones has been dicing it up. He's up to eighth. Rasmus Lind as ninth. Rasmus did a nice job of holding on to that ninth spot. And Nama Med has looked uh, pretty racy early. He is the final driver inside the top ten. Jamie Chadwick runs in the eleventh spot. Twelfth is Josh Pearson. Thirteenth is James Rowe. Fourteenth is Ernie Francis Jr. Fifteenth is Matteo Nanini. Daniel Frost, probably the biggest beneficiary of this caution. He now catches up to the field on the lead lap, running in sixteenth. And Alex Wolf, you can tell us more about Christian Bull who is now shotgun dead last on the field. That's right. He got restarted, got out of that a kitty litter, if you will. And one of the crew members on the seven car was holding a new nose cone. And they saw the car come out of the final turn down the front straightaway, gave it a good once over as it came by. And another crew member waved a right hand to motion and they set the nose cone down. So it looks like Christian Mogul, a couple of laps down, is going to stay out on the Mid Ohio Sports Car course. So uh, good to hear that uh, they won't have to replace that nose cone. Davey? What do you expect on this restart? We know Louis Foster in the early portion of this race has looked like he's had the faster car. Great opportunity to try to sneak by Christian Rasmussen. Well, one thing that restarts do is they create opportunity, and that's opportunity to get by the guy, whoever's in front of you. So lights are out the pace car right now, and I expect to see Foster Simpson really kind of going after it. Even it looks like Jagger Jones has kind of put some pressure on Gold as well. We'll see what he can do on this restart. Yeah, I mean, we obviously our, our focus shifted towards the front of the field, but you and I were keeping our eye. I mean, those those Cape Motorsports they, cars that both have, good, that have yeah. kind of struggled a bit. Jagger's looking racing, and, and an Amon Bed was uh, really putting the pressure on Rasmussen. Lynn. Yeah, Lynn was really, I mean, he was by him at one time, but Lynn fought back, got uh, Omad back. But, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, though, uh, Ahmed, I think could, that's another one. Look, watch for that race yep. right there because it looks like those two cars are fast today. So the field snaking their way through the S as the lights are off on the pace car. So we're about a half a lap away from uh, restarting this. This is, again, round number seven of this 14-round championship as we have reached the halfway point of this championship. Nolan Siegel brought a 40-point lead into the weekend. This Davey touched on a little bit ago with uh, Rasmus or Christian Rasmussen leading right now. It is down to 17 points, so big opportunity to kind of uh, shift the tide in this championship. Long way to go uh, in terms of this title race. It'll all wrap up with a doubleheader at the end of the season at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And I know we're all really looking forward to that. Pace car starting to uh, accelerate away from the field through the carousel as it will hit pit lane. All the drivers swerving back and forth trying to clean up the those Firestone tires. We restart the race here on the front straightaway, and Christian Rasmussen not wasting any time. He's quick on the accelerator, being chased by Louis Foster and Kiffin Simpson in turn number one. Front two start to check away a little bit. Also have an eye on Hunter McElroy. He wants this to be a big day, Nick, because uh, he currently finds himself 54 points back in that third spot. Uh, it, speaking of McElroy, he swings it to the inside, trying to pick up a spot now as they enter the keyhole. But it's Rasmussen, Foster, and Sips in the top three. Some side-by-side -side battles about ten cars back as they head toward Michael Young. Christian Rasmussen, three-car length advantage over second-place running Louis Foster, then Simpson, Hunter McElroy, Nolan Siegel right there in that fifth position, trying to take away the fourth position from Hunter McElroy. Good battles further back. Rasmussen slid. Looks like a Nama man finally got around. Now Jamie Chadwick trying to make a move as well. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, he is going to make that move on Chadwick and close that is Ahmed as they work their way now through turn at number seven. Leader again, Rasmussen. He's got about a three-car length advantage over Foster. Simpson and runs third, followed by Hunter McElroy. 
Davey, that was a nice pass by the British Pakistani driver, Inam Ahmed. And good to see Jamie Chadwick yeah. mixing it up as well. Uh, I was just going to bring that up. I think Jamie Chad, the best race we've seen her do all year. She's right in the fight of things right now, right on Lynn's bumper. She's uh, putting pressure on him. She has a little bit of pressure with Pearson behind her as well, but really good run for her today. This is the battle mid-pack. Inam Ahmed has taken over the ninth position. Rasmus Lynn runs in tenth, and then Jamie Chadwick, Mark James, in that DHL car, put the pressure on, headed to two. Got to jump ahead a little bit and see Nolan Siegel trying to defend himself from the assault of Jacob Abel right in the middle of the keyhole. Again, he is your points leader. Siegel is. Abel is trying to get that position. That is the battle for the fifth position as the leaders head back to turn number four. Yeah, that battle was really heavy and hot at the beginning of this race, and Jacob Abel trying to put a little pressure on Nolan Siegel again. That again, the battle for that fifth position. But Jake, back up front, Christian Rasmussen, six car lengths over the second place running Foster. Yeah, and then taking a look again, I want to peek in at that battle that Mark James was talking about. Nolan Siegel running in the fifth position. Jacob Abel was trying to make a move on him. But in this area of the racetrack, suddenly Siegel was able to get away a little bit. Some of that speed through the turns, allowing him to get himself another two-car length advantage over the sixth-place running Abel. And that's what it's all about, right, Davey? I mean, just give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Siegel doesn't look like he necessarily has a race-winning effort so far today, but give yourself a little breathing room from the competition. Yeah, that's right. He does it. He's in that fifth spot. He's, he's secure, and we, he's doing what we talked about. Just finish. Get the best finish you can today. Right now, no really pressure in front of him or behind him. Just kind of riding it out. And uh, that's what he needs to do. He needs to keep fighting. He lost a lot of points already if it was to end where it is right now. So. Jacob Abel continue to put the pressure on Mark James to the exit the keyhole. And just behind them, pretty good battle between Reese Gold and Jagger Jones. That's the battle for the seventh position. So a couple of good battles there. And as we say that now, looks like Jacob Abel, Michael, he got a pretty good release off the turn. So maybe Gold needs to worry about Jagger Jones now in the battle for the seventh position. Yeah, everything about three car lengths separation. But back up to the front, Jake, it looks like Louis Foster starting to put the pressure on. He's closed it down to about three car lengths. Yeah, and as they work their way into turn number six, Rasmussen, that back end, started to step out just a little bit. But Foster wasn't able to take advantage of that heading into turn number seven. Advantage Rasmussen, three car lengths, Foster, then Simpson and McElroy. If you said three car lengths, Jake, on the stopwatch, that equates to about six-tenths of a second as they roar through the carousel. David, we see Christian Rasmussen take a really wide angle. That's where it's really interesting, watching those guys take different lines and kind of bouncing over that red and white curving yeah, the carousel. Yeah, and you see how bumpy it is. We talked about that the other day, turn 12 and 13, very bumpy, especially turn 12. It, it seems like if you're right at the bottom, it's a faster way around. There seems to be group there, but it's very rough. Bouncing these cars in there, some try to avoid that, but you slip around, so... That's a key point. It's kind of one lane through there at this point, but uh, you don't want to hit those too hard and put you out of, put you out of a, a line as well. And uh, Christian Rasp, I mean, he just simply can't shake Louis Foster, Davey. I mean, they just kind of maintain that gap. It's about two yeah. or three car lengths. Yeah, five there, there, it's there. I just can't, like you said, can't shake him. I think, you know, Foster was able to get out front. I think he'd probably check out. It looks like Rasp is back in the car, just losing maybe a little bit of grip. Seeing it down the turn four going in there on the exit. Looks like it was just hung out a little bit. I watched it turn nine. Looks like the same thing. And right now, Foster, I think, is just continuing to put that pressure on him and hoping to work Rasmussen's tires out to work past him later on. Yeah, we see how Christian Rasmussen, as he heads down to Thunder Valley, that car wiggled a little bit, uh, as you mentioned. Looks a tad unstable as Louis Foster, the driver for Andretti Autosport, continues to put the pressure on as we are working lap uh, 13 of 35 here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Battle for Third's not bad as well. Kiffin Simpson trying to hold off Hunter McElray. All four of those drivers chasing away right now from Nolan Siegel as we watch them navigate turn number one. A little bit more breathing room, Mark James. Nolan Siegel's kind of found that spot on the racetrack where he can settle in in that fifth position. Yeah, he's got about the, the, the five-tenths of a second advantage. Uh, Siegel with that fifth spot, recapping the top five. It's Rasmussen, Foster, Simpson, McElray, and Siegel. Go ahead and go to the top ten, Michael Young. Abel the sixth, Gold seventh. Jones is 8th, Ahmed is 10th, and Rasmus Lin, or 9th, rather, and Rasmus Lynn completes the top 10. And for Christian Rasmussen, Jake, I'd give it another lap or two. You may see Louis Foster make a move down here to turn number four. He's closed that gap down to two car lengths, looking very speedy in this portion of the course. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, Michael, good eye, because he looks speedy coming out of turn number six. Does Foster try to close in now on Rasmussen? Again, I had said three car lengths. 
We'll call it now maybe a car length and a half or two as they work their way now out of turn number nine. Important to point out that while these cars also have the push-to-pass system like IndyCar, Davey, you can't defend in Indy next by Firestone. So Christian Rasmussen is essentially a sitting duck. Yeah, he really is. I mean, so when you can't defend and you can't put it at the same time, that leaves you in a bad position. Foster still with 116 seconds of push-to-pass left. Uh, it looks like Rasmussen and Simpson behind him actually have more than that. It's, it's, it doesn't show it on our screen right now exactly what they have left, but usually when it's blank like that, it's more than less. And uh, Michael Young, if uh, if both of those front two don't start chasing away, this may become a three-car, maybe even a four-car battle. Kiffin Simpson, Hunter McElray showing good pace early on as well. Yeah, they four have broken away. The front four we're talking about, Rasmussen, three-car lengths over Louis Foster, then another four back to Kiffin Simpson, and another four back to Hunter McElray. That battle for fifth, Jacob Abel starting to close in on the rear wing of Nolan Siegel, but it's Rasmussen, two car lengths ahead of Louis Foster. Sparing the one time where Foster was really starting to put pressure on Rasmussen before the caution came out, those front four seemingly, Nick, are running pretty equivalent pace of one another. Talking about Rasmussen, Foster, Simpson, and McElray. Davey, what are you seeing in terms of lap times? Well, right now, Simpson, he gained about three-tenths of a second on the leaders last time by. So Simpson had fastest lap that last time by. Still a tenth quicker, McElroy behind him, but three-tenths quicker than the two in front of him. So he is definitely closing that gap up. In fact, Mark James, I don't know if it's as much of a battle for the lead. It might be a battle for second. Young Kiffin Simpson is charging in car 21. He's about four car lengths behind Louis Foster. He gained a couple of tenths while Louis Foster lost a couple of tenths. So, yeah, right now. The uh, the battle, if you will, would be for second, if we want to call it that. And again, as you alluded to, uh, Jake Query, I believe it was, Hunter McElray is trying to make that uh, uh, the three-car battle for the second position now. As they work their way out of the keyhole, Rasmussen by nine-tenths of a second. Uh, it's looking like Louis Foster starting to lose touch with Christian Rasmussen ever so slightly. So we'll talk about Kiffin Simpson. Starts to close in on the rear wing of Foster. They'll make their way through turn number five. The battle for second looks to be about three and a half car lengths. Yeah, then all of a sudden McElroy gets right there on the rear wing of Simpson. So the battle right now, the closest area of the track, may be indeed two, three, and four. Foster holding second. Simpson just behind him, but McElroy's gotten up there to take a look at that battle. Davey, one of the great things about this series is they don't do live pit stops. I mean, unless you have problems, the, the set of Firestone tires you start on are going to be the set you yeah. finish with, and that's why uh, it's so important to learn tire management these good, races. Good short track racing, right? I mean, what you have is what you got, and then, you know, oh, we got, looks like we got one off the Nini, off course, uh, way off course actually right now. Yeah, he's, uh, it's, where is that, near the Carousel? Yeah, no, that's sure. near the S's. That's at the top of the hill. Heading back down, uh, Jake Query, can you see where uh, Mateo Nini's had problems? Yeah, he was setting up for turn number six and just went all the way across the grass and now sits on technically what would be on the outside of the racetrack entering into turn number six. So the problem is he's into the grass. He's going to go ahead and help out of the car. Good news is he's okay, but just all of a sudden, once he got off track, lost traction in that wet grass and mud, and so as a result of that, he's going to go ahead and pop out of the car, get the free ride back, and they're going to tow that car out. Yeah, Davey, looks like uh, he was all by himself. Yeah, pretty. Uh, he didn't spin out. I think something happened to that car. He crested that hill, and then he just he locked the brakes up and just turned a sharp left right there. I don't. Uh, he's off track. Looks like uh, out of harm's way. So it doesn't look like a yellow is going to come out of this point. But um, yeah, I think something mechanically happened to that car because as soon as he got to that area, out of harm's way, he hopped right out. Yeah, he got out of the race car. The AMR safety crew uh, got to him, and that car, as you mentioned, is far enough off the racetrack that we are going to stay green. Jacob Abel runs in the sixth spot. For more on that story, let's go to Joel Spashanelli. Thank you guys with Bill Abel, the owner of Abel Motorsports. Colin Kaminsky is not here this weekend or for Iowa, but he'll be back with you guys later. How does having one car for the weekend change the approach for the team? It definitely puts us at a disadvantage. We really miss Colin. He's been really good for the team and Jacob this year. Um, so far, he's you know been super quick. He was off pole at Road America, so it's good to have that data and that video and that input from another driver and you know from setup and everything. It just helps. So, being a one car team at this level is super difficult. Um, but we've got a really fast car here this weekend, so we didn't qualify like we needed to, but um, but, but we're going to be okay. You guys have shown some really good progress in recent weeks. What's been the key to that, and what has Jacob told you for feedback about that? 
Well, first of all, it's hard to please your kids. Um, as a parent, you know, everybody realizes that. So um, he's never going to be happy unless he's winning. And, and that, he's a racer, so I get it. Um, but John Bruner and the team he's put together has just been spectacular. And we've definitely progressed a lot. Um, you know, we're more or less running towards the front almost every weekend. And that's huge for us. So it's... Um, it's been really, really good, and just, you know, we've got a great group of guys and a great process that we're following, and it just, it, you know, it seems to be working, um, but every race is every race, so we're, you know, fingers crossed to get through this one. I think there's a lot of people nodding their heads, a lot of parents who understand what you just said. Now, you guys are from Louisville. It's not too far from here. I know Jacob considers this to be a home track. How important is this to his story getting involved in racing? Yeah, this is huge. This was, you know, one of the places I raced in Vintage, and so it was one of the places Jacob first came to, you know, as a racetrack. He did his competition school here at the Mid-Ohio School with uh, Scott Harrington and Brian Till as his instructors, and actually our whole family uh, went through that together. We spent our summer vacation here going through the Mid-Ohio School, and this was in 2016, so it's kind of a special place for all of us. Um, we've had a lot of great times here. Wishing you more great times. Jacob Abel running sixth. That's team owner Bill Abel. Thank you. Thank you. Really good stuff. Thank you, uh, Joel. As again, Jacob Abel runs in that sixth spot. He's 8.2 seconds behind the leader, Christian Rasmussen, as we are on lap 19 of 35. We've crest the halfway point. It is so Christian Rasmussen has built himself a, a nice, comfortable lead, 1.4 seconds. So Davey kind of gotten almost out of that push to pass range. And again, it's a little bit of breathing room for our race leader. Yeah, so right now, the way it looks is he has pulled out, like you said, a bit of a lead right there. He had a, he ran a 113.0. Foster a 113.2. Simpson a 113.2. But how about McRae behind them? A 113.0. Same as the leader. So what that's telling us is second, third, and four definitely tightening it up right now and still pulling away from Siegel in that fifth place. Uh, only driver out of the race is Matteo Nanini, as we mentioned moments ago. He pulled off the racetrack down to the S's. And Michael Young, I know you said, uh, you noticed the problems for Nanini a couple laps before he uh, retired from this event. Yeah, it kept happening every time down here in turn number four to put a period on that story. That time he went through before he pulled off, he locked him up going into turn number four. And the car got jerky. Boy, Christian Bogle just about went off as he locked him up as well. But Nanini was basically locking the tires up. And the car just started jerking. was odd. So not a surprise that he pulled that car off and he's done for the day. Lap 20 of 35 here at Mid-Ohio in Indy next by Firestone. Your top five, Christian Rasmussen, Louis Foster, Kiffin Simpson, Hunter McElray, and Nolan Siegel. I'm Indy Next driver Jacob Abel, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Back at uh, the Middle House Sports Car Course uh, with 15 laps to go, Christian Rasmussen has led them all. Davey, I always wish the best battles were at the front of the field. <laughs> we have been watching a pretty good one towards the rear of the field. Problems for Daniel Frost early. Uh, he hasn't necessarily charged through the field, but still looking racy here at the halfway yeah, point. Yeah, the yellow helped him get to back, catch up to that field, but just hasn't been really able to, to do much of that. We just talked about that. He did make that pass. Good run. Him and Francis Jr. had a really good race together. Now he's two seconds behind Rowe right now, so he's going to try to catch him and maybe put a little bit of pressure on him, but right now, Frost, after that first lap spin, just doesn't have the speed he needs. Back to pit lane and Alex Wolf. Well, the struggles continue for Christian Bogle after that off-course excursion early in the race. He's brought the seven car and the engine is off. Right now, they're looking under the car. Actually, right now, Kevin Blanche is checking things out. Maybe, I think, looking for some sort of a leak or that. They were looking at the steering wheel. In fact, two crew members took a look at the steering wheel while Christian Bogle was motioning to him. An AER technician has the car plugged in. Right now, they're going to take the engine cowling off. So, a lot of trouble for Christian Bogle as they continue to try to assess the situation. Yep, tough break uh, for Christian Bogle. Probably the tallest driver in the field. He's got a pair of top ten finishes this year. Finished seventh at Barber earlier this year and sixth in race number one at Detroit. Uh, does not look like the driver from Louisiana is going to crack the top 15, though. Again, as Alex reports, on pit lane, he's now fallen two laps down and about to go three laps down as we've got 13 laps to go. And uh, these front four Davey, they just can't get away from each other. Not no. close enough to, to show each other a front wing or get alongside. But certainly, I mean, you look at Hunter McElroy close enough to make Kip and Simpson sweat a little bit. Yeah, what, what the leader and McElroy running in that fourth position, like, watch it. They're almost exact same times every lap. That's last lap of 
for Rasmussen and one thirteen three seven for McIlroy. So they're right on top of each other on time, but the two in front of them are slower. So um, that they just continue to kind of squish second, third, and fourth gets tighter and tighter. We'll see if McIlroy has anything in this because he's slowly closing that gap and slowly putting a little more pressure on Simpson right now. Yeah, front four cars in a three-second window. They are very close, all separated by two or three car lengths. Then it's uh, the points leader, Nolan Siegel. He's a good seven seconds back, but Davey's got two and a half, nearly three seconds on Jacob Abel. He seems content. Oh, he's probably not content, but uh, yeah. to settle there into the fifth spot. Yeah, right now, I don't, yeah, he's really falling back. He's five seconds back, Siegel is, in that fifth spot. What he's been able to do is gap Abel by two seconds, so there's no pressure on him. It's always good when you're running for that championship that you have no pressure behind you, but unfortunately, he's not far enough. He wants to finish better than that. Then, you know, Gold and Jones, they had a little race going on for a while, but right now, Gold has a three-second lead over Jones, and then uh, just like we talked, Lind being able to get back by Ahmed, Ahmed and, and uh, pull out another couple-second lead. Looks like Lind's actually catching up with Jones right now. With 12 laps to go, it's back uh, Alex Wolf. Another interview on Pit Lane. With Dan Lambert, team manager for Andretti Autosport. We see Louie and the Hunterson there in second and fourth. Have they given it everything they got, or do you think they were saving things for one last run at the front? I think they have a little bit left for the for the end of the race now. We've just been just holding our time right now, just making sure our tires are going to last, and we have a little push-to-pass left and see what we got. As we reach the halfway point of this Indy Next by Firestone season, what's it been like chemistry-wise with this team? you got a couple of veterans with James and Hunter paired with Louie and Jamie. What's it been like with that youth and experience mixture you got? It's, it's really good. They work well together. We've had a couple up and down, but they, overall, everybody works well together, and they're working with each other. That's the big thing. Got to have the group to work together to make us move forward, so that's what they're doing. We appreciate your time, and we'll see what happens the rest of this one. Okay, thank you. That's uh, Don Lambert. Yeah, a little, I've been a little surprised, Davey. Andretti Autosport, no wins here in Indy next. And you got a guy like Hunter McElroy who's been to victory lane before. Uh, obviously, Louis Foster has shown a lot of pace. Still looking for that first win of 23. Yeah, with four cars in the field, I really figured that they were going to be one of the ones that have a, you know equal wins with the HMD team that have eight cars at this particular race, sometimes nine. Uh, right now, we got Gold putting pressure on Abled right now. We'll see if he can get underneath it. Looks like he's going to make that pass. Gold getting by uh, Abled going into turn four. Boy, Michael, he set him up perfectly down there in turn four. Actually locked him up a little bit, too. I thought Abel was going to get back around Reese Gold, but Reese Gold will picture perfect pass down here at the beginning of the S's. And, and now uh, Reese Gold. Yeah, it looks like Jake, Jake I was just going to say, uh, Jacob Abel looks like he struggled a little bit. Yeah, sorry about that, Nick. Reese Gold, you and I saw the same thing because Gold started to get away from him there moving through into the S's. And so Jacob Abel, who had a strong run at the outset of this race, now falling back into that seventh position. So Reese Gold, the next car that he will try to reel in will be Siegel, who's running in that fifth spot. And a good, some good individual battles, Dave. You're watching Jamie Chadwick put the pressure on Anam Ahmed. Uh, she's looking for her first top ten in Indy Next. It'd be a great accomplishment if she can get around him. Yeah, really good. Like we said earlier on, but I'm really impressed with, uh, with you know, her results today or her driving today. You know, it seems like she's been find himself with some mistakes and towards the back of the field, but right now she's in the deep of it. One more car to pass, but gets her a first top ten finish, um, you know, legitimately, too, by the way. I mean, she's running hard right now. And Mark Daniel Frost is trying to work over James Rowe towards the rear of the field. Yeah, he was finally able to dispatch of uh, Ernie Francis Jr. And uh, Rowe and Frost, that's the battle for the 13th position, just in front of them again, Ahmed and Chadwick as they head to turn number four. Yeah, Jamie Chadwick is all over the rear wing of Anam Ahmed. Ahmed makes his way through turn number five. Jake, they'll be coming back down the hill, and Jamie Chadwick is close down to a car length. Yeah, and as they set up for turn number six, I think Chadwick thought about trying to go to the outside, wasn't able to make the move. Ahmed is able to hold her off now with about a car length and a half advantage, working through the S's, starts to extend it a little bit, exiting turn number eight. And we've got a battle up front. All of a sudden, they wow. are stacked up into turn number one. Mark James, Christian Rasmussen's got his hands full. It's a four-car battle for the race lead. Yeah, that all tightened up into Thunder Valley. It looks like Rasmussen's gathered it back in just a little bit. That battle for the second position is probably the most heated. That's Foster and Simpson right in the tire tracks. Now the door opens, and they invite Hunter McElroy into this fray. So a couple of two-by-two -two battles by the time they get back to you, Michael Young. The battle for the lead and the battle for the third position. 
Rasmussen lead has evaporated. Here goes Louis Foster. He'll pop to the outside. He locks him up into turn number four. He'll get a woe down enough. What a masterful pass. Louis Foster around Christian Rasmussen. That will allow Kiffin Simpson to close in on the rear ring of Rasmussen. Jake, what a pass by our new leader, Foster. And so Foster into the S's now starts to pull away a bit from Rasmussen. Again, Rasmussen's bigger concern now is that of Simpson and as well. Hunter McElray. McElray is right on the rear wing of Simpson as they work their way through turn number 10. Davey, there are passes for the lead, and then they're doing it with some flair. <laughs> a smoke show down there from Louis Foster. Well, I, he drove that thing like two car lengths deeper than, than you should. Locked all brakes for, I mean, smoke was boiling off the tires, but he was able to slow it down, clear. Uh, uh, Rasmussen and get that laid. What he did, that was a masterful pass. That was a good one right there. And with eight laps to go, Joel Sebastianelli, the conditions starting to change here a bit in Lexington, Ohio. Everybody has their eyes up towards the sky and the radar. The rain that's been a steady sprinkle is starting to come down a little bit harder, guys. And the battle for second is on out of the keyhole. Christian Rasmussen has lost the leader, Louis Foster. Now he's got to look in the rearview mirrors. Here comes Kiffin Simpson. Michael, he's about two car lengths back. Whatever rhythm Christian Rasmussen had, he's lost it. Kiffin Simpson's closed it down to about a car length. Now Hunter McElroy there as well. So the battle for second, third, and fourth as they make their way down the hill into turn number six. And the battle for second, Rasmussen absolutely can feel that heat. Car got a little bit squirrely, exiting turn number six for Rasmussen. Kiffin Simpson is right there, and Rasmussen is well aware of it. Still not able to make any move through seven and eight. McElroy, if anything happens, is right there behind him, ready to pounce. Yeah, there's no doubt. They are stacked up. They're separated by one second. That's cars running in second, third, and fourth. As for Louis Foster, he has now built a one-second lead on the field. And, Davey, we're watching the points leader go off the racetrack. That's Nolan Siegel spinning in the carousel. He's going to lose a host of position as he spins it, and he's faced yeah. the wrong way in the grass. Yeah, not good right there. Just by himself. We talked about it. He's stuck. It's probably going to bring out a red flag right now. The points is going to make a drastic turn now. He's happy that Rasmussen went from first to second, but right now he's going to lose massive uh, spots, and that point championship is going to tighten up as it is. It's at 11 points right now, but everybody hasn't crossed the line yet. So, you know, when you have a five-second lead over, you just shouldn't get gamble like that. And what I did notice with these HMD cars right now, especially Rasmussen, the rear tires, the caution's out right now, Nick, the rear tires were, were giving up. We've seen that earlier with the back end just sliding around. Well, I think that's what happened right there with Siegel and obviously with, with Rasmussen. The longer this race went, the back tire just gave up grip. Second full course yellow has gone into effect, and Nolan Seagull, I mean, he's trying everything he's got, Davey, lighting up those fire stones. They're not going anywhere in that wet grass. No, he's stuck. I mean, it's wet down there. The grass is pretty deep. We're going to watch a little replay. Like I say, no pressure behind him. Gets a little loose off of turn nine. He runs down there through eight, gets to ten. Or not, and then, yep, just, I'm sorry, yeah, just, uh, just got the back end stepped out, he corrected it, stepped out again, corrected it again, and then just lost it to keep it out of that tire barrier. We did a good job doing that. Unfortunately, uh, just buried him in the grass, so he's going the wrong direction when he had, uh, and no momentum to get him out of that. Boy, he bounced, got a little air there as well, uh, roaring out of Thunder Valley. Let's go, uh, back to the keyhole. Six laps to go, Mark Jaynes, and again, under a full course yellow for the second time today. Hey, he was watching the front runners have at it, Nick, and I'm sure they were keeping it posted on the radio, and I'm sure he, he saw that lead go down to 17 points, and he saw it balloon back up to 27 points, and was hoping for it to grow, and, uh, what's the most frustrating element about that, Nick, is that you know, he was well back of that front four, but he had a three-second lead on the car running behind him uh, in that sixth position. So a costly mistake as he sees uh, his car tumble to 15th right now in timing and scoring and uh, a scant 12-point lead for Nolan Siegel. That's disastrous with just six laps to go. And that's why they say it's a virtual lock for a top five, Davey, because yeah. nothing is guaranteed in motorsports. That, that's what we talked about at the start of the show. That he That's what he can't do. He can't have any bad finishes. He had a 40-point lead going into this. So even if you have a bad day, that fits pretty good right now. He just cannot make any mistakes. It's easy to push these cars over the limit, no question about it. But, man, just that was a huge mistake by him with no pressure behind him, as Mark said. There was nobody giving me any pressure with only seven laps to go at that point. He just needed to ride it out. 
and try to uh, salvage some of those points. Now it shows uh, down to 11 on my timing and scoring, but it's 11 or 12 point advantage right now. I imagine there's some NTT IndyCar Series drivers back in the paddock watching this, thinking, "Well, I hope Alex Palou does yeah, something right, like that yeah. today." Yeah, Flo yeah, has a bad. He needs to uh, uh, just have just finish, and that's where that's what happens. Is it could we talked about Siegel, and it was his to give away, and he may have just done it right here at Mid Ohio. So a full field rundown with uh, six laps to go. Looks like it's about to be five as they are uh, headed back towards the start-finish line. Light still on the pace car. We're going to have a shootout here uh, for this race, the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix of Mid-Ohio. Louis Foster is your race leader. Christian Rasmussen runs second. Kiffin Simpson is third. Hunter McElray is fourth. Reese Gold runs in fifth. Gold was looking pretty racy as he got around Jacob Abel, so now he may be in the mix uh, for a win as well. Jacob Abel is sixth. Jagger Jones is seventh. Rasmus Lynn is eighth. Adam Ahmed and Jamie Chadwick now move up to ninth and tenth. Josh Pearson is eleventh. James Rowe twelfth. Thirteenth is Daniel Frost. Fourteenth is Ernie Francis. Nolan Siegel, unfortunately, they couldn't get that car started to keep him on the lead lap. He is one lap down and probably going to do no better than 15th, uh, assuming the end of this race is clean. That's a big assumption, yeah. I know. Sixteenth uh, is Christian Bogle. He's 11 laps down, and the only car uh, out of the race officially is Matteo Nanini, who completed just 15 laps today. So, uh, Davey, again, they restart on the front straightaway if you're Christian Rasmussen, if you're Kiffin Simpson, Hunter Mackle, Ray, and you want to try to get up to Louis Foster here at the end. Uh, how important is this restart, and, and what do you got to be thinking about here? Well, I think the situation with Foster, I think he has a really good car. The balance is still there, seems to have that speed. I think Rasmussen could be the one in trouble. Seems Simpson and McElroy especially have some have some better tires. They have better lap times. Now, can they get it done with five to go when they cross the line? It's going to be four to go once they cross this line. So are they going to be able to uh, take advantage of that? We'll soon find out. But I think Rasmussen is the one to keep eye on and may lose some spots. Yeah, he looked like he had his hands full yeah. uh, the last couple laps before we went yellow for the incident involving our points leader. So uh, the pace car has pulled away through Thunder Valley. Again, these drivers trying to clean up those Firestone tires as much as possible because they are about to abuse those suckers here for a four-lap shootout to decide this race in Indy next by Firestone. Louis Foster looking for career win number one in the first of the season for Andretti Autosport. He's quick on the accelerator out of the carousel. We're racing once again. He got a good jump over Christian Rasmussen. Rasmussen not able to shake Kiffin Simpson, Mark James, as they roar out of turn one. And let's not count out Reese Gold as the front five start to get some separation. They stay single file, but now all of a sudden Simpson pops to the high side, pops to the low side, wants to go side by side. They'll bang wheels as the Right sides are on the red and white curbing by Giffen Simpson. He's going to look strong off the turn, and he's going to grab that second spot. Meanwhile, Louis Foster sets sail for turn number four. Louis Foster about a five-car length advantage on second place running Kiffin Simpson. Simpson swerves left and right. Then it's Christian Rasmussen, Hunter McElray. Reese Gold on the move trying to take that fourth position away from Hunter McElray as they climb the hill. It is Louis Foster with the lead into six. And Rasmussen trying to get that second spot back, not able to do it. Now Jamie Chadwick going to bang wheels about mid-pack back but managed to keep it, lost a couple of spots, got back into the center groove. But eyes up front, Louis Foster, leader, four-car length advantage over Simpson. Yeah, it looked like it was contact uh, with Anama Med that shoved Jamie Chadwick a little wide. She did a nice job of getting that car back on the racetrack. Only lost one spot, and she's going to gain one, though, because Davey Jagger-Jones has spun at the entrance of the carousel. Oh, unfortunate. Jagger-Jones was in that seventh position. Looked like he was riding pretty good. I know him and his teammate, Ahmad, they 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 were losing some ground, but, but he just lost it coming out there. Going to fall back, and uh, unfortunately... Not uh, not have that good finish that he needed. Jagger's got it rolling, so we stay green. Mark James through the carousel. It's still Louis Foster. No challenge for Louis Foster, but a challenge for Rasmussen. Hunter McElray running in the fourth position, trying to pick up the spot as they work their way out of the keyhole and set up for turn number three. It's Foster, Simpson, Rasmussen, McElray, and Reese Gold in the top five. And the battle is on for third. Christian Rasmussen trying to salvage a good finish, but Hunter McElray is there. McElray has it down to about a half a car length. Rasmussen loses a little ground. They go down the hill and return number six. Rasmussen, Hunter McElray for third. Rasmussen has had to be on the defense for the last ten laps or so with a variety of different cars. Wondering how much that might have worn out that tire grip and now give an advantage to Hunter McElray, who's the next to try to get to him. McElray running in fourth, about two car lengths behind Rasmussen. 
And David, we can look into the cockpit of that six car, Christian Rasmussen. There's some busy hands yeah, on that series. Yeah, busy. We've seen that, like I say, we've seen that early on. Just seemed like the back, he had a nice lead. The back of that car just continued to look like just kind of power slide through the corners, kind of drift through there. And what does that do? It heats those tires up, wears those firestones out just a little quicker than the cars behind him. And right now, has a little bit of a breather right now over McRae, but not much, one second. But he is bu- he's one of the busiest guys out there right now to finish his last few laps. Exit in the keyhole. It is Louis Foster, but Kiffin Simpson is giving it everything he's got. Eight-tenths of a second. Michael Young, he's got a lap and a half to try to track down our race leader. And it looks about eight car lengths or so as they make their way into turn number four. Louis Foster over second place running Kiffin Simpson, then Rasmussen, Hunter McElroy. Everything's settling down there. But, Jake, we may have a battle before this thing is over. Louis Foster, six car lengths over second place running Simpson. And, again, that battle for third. McElroy is doing everything he can as they start to head towards the white flag to get that podium spot away from Rasmussen. But the leader, Foster, heads his way now through turn number ten. Christian Rasmussen doing everything he can to hold on to third. He's really stacked him up behind him as McElroy in fourth, Gold in fifth. Uh, you've got Jacob Abel in sixth, Rasmus Lynn in seventh. They're all separated by a car length or two. Up front, though, Louis Foster sees the white flag, the advantage over Kiffin Simpson. Mark Jaynes, seven-tenths of a second, final lap here in mid-Ohio. USF Pro 2000 Championship season a year ago, and since that 19th place finish of the first race in Detroit, he is starting to heat up. He finished third spot on the podium uh, at, in the second race in Detroit. Back that up with a top six finish at Road America. Left there a little disappointed, Michael Young. Kind of felt like he left some things on the table there. It's been a pretty good day for Louis Foster. All in all, he was patient and pounced when the opportunity presented itself. A very dreary English-esque afternoon for the Englishman as the sun pops out for the final time. Louis Foster, three car lengths over second place running. Kiffin Simpson, he's to turn six. Jake, he's coming your way. And he looks good through turn number six with Kiffin Simpson behind. They work their way through the S's now. Louis Foster making sure that he simply minds his P's and Q's on this, the final lap. little bit loose as he exits now in turn number nine. He'll turn 20 later this month, but right now, Nick, Louis Foster is headed towards trying to get a win here at Mid-Ohio. Help bring him home. Boy, Kiffin Simpson probably wishing he had a couple more laps. He has closed it down to a couple car lengths, but he's not going to get close enough. Louis Foster wins at Mid-Ohio in the Indian X by Firestone. The winning margin just four-tenths of a second over Kiffin Simpson. Christian Rasmussen does a whale of a job holding on to finish third, the final step on the podium, and the rest of the top five sees Hunter McElray and Reese Gold. We'll take a quick break and hear from Louis Foster when we come back. He scores his first career win in Indy Next here at Mid-Ohio. I'm Indy Next driver Inam Ahmed, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Career win number one for the Englishman Louis Foster, uh, the scholarship driver after winning the Indy Pro 2000 uh, Championship a year ago, USF Pro 2000 Championship a year ago. Used the scholarship money for Manderson Promotions to move on up to Indy Next by Firestone and now has scored his first career win. And with that win, Davey moves to within uh, 42 points of our championship leader, Nolan Siegel. Things got awful tight here today in Mid Ohio. Yeah, so the, the, the kind of a kind of understanding where that is. Uh, Siegel had a forty-point lead going into this race. He has a sixteen-point leaving. So right now that leaves Foster, Abel with forty-eight back, Gold with fifty-nine back, and even Frost right now with sixty-seven back. Those top seven, I really feel, still have that opportunity for this championship. So it's a matter of who makes mistakes, who does it, and you need to continue. This is a first win for for Foster this year. He needs to continue doing what he did, but one thing that he did do was save those retires for the end of this race. And this is why I'm so glad, Davey, that we've expanded and we got a larger field because yeah. your bad days become much worse. Yeah, and that's for right. Nolan Siegel, he took a much bigger hit. Say if we had an eight or nine car field, uh, it wouldn't be nearly as big of a hit in points. We're going to see some big swings in the second yeah, half of the season. No, that, and that's key. I mean, what a great opportunity for, for drivers to be able to gain those points and a good job by the IndyCar series making Indy next, you know, with more cars and Max, he starts with Dan Anderson, really. I mean, he started this, he's been taking care of this series for a long time and continuing to grow it. And this year, more cars than ever. So you got to thank him for kind of handing it off back to the IndyCar series. But, uh, 
the more cars, the better. And I expect to see, you know, maybe north of 20 next year. So uh, this this is a definitely a growing uh, series. And a good race uh, up front, really. I mean, the front four just uh, nip and tuck throughout the 35 laps here at Mid-Ohio. And the pass uh, for Louis Foster did it with some style getting around Christian Rasmussen. Let's hear from uh, some of our podium drivers. First, with Joel Sebastianelli. Kiffin Simpson joining us with a second place finish and it took one of the moves of the day to get there on the restart. Take us through how you made it to this point. Yeah, um, it was a pretty tough race. Uh, they were really quick up front, really, obviously. So, uh, in the first couple of laps after every safety car, I would just take it easy. Um, just try to hold my place and, uh, rock and roll. Thank you. I believe Thank you. Getting congratulations there from Henry Malukas. Yeah, and um, it was just a tough race. Couldn't really have any opportunities to get by them and uh, until that last restart. And uh, we were able to get by Christian, which was a pretty tough move to get done. But we were able to get it done and come home P2. Does it feel like things are starting to come together for you and this team after some good qualifying performances and now a podium here? Yeah, um, I'm, I've been feeling really comfortable in this car, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of this season. That's Kiffin Simpson, second place at Mid-Ohio. Yeah, so Thank he, you. he comes home in uh, second. A nice run by uh, Kiffin Simpson. As, uh, with that effort, he gets himself to ninth in points, 82 markers back. And again, probably just too early to really call anyone out of this championship hunt. If uh, Kiffin can continue to string some uh, finishes like that together, he may be a factor in this championship as well. A great second-place finish, a career best for him. Also a career best for Louis Foster, win number one and he's in victory lane here at Mid-Ohio with Alex Wolf. The first win in Indy next by Firestone competition for Louis Foster. And Louis seemed to be sizing up Christian Rasmussen all throughout that race. And take us through that pass. It looked like you just went for it there on the back stretch. Yeah, I mean, all race Christian was breaking quite early there. I noticed it um, at the start especially. So, um, yeah, I just made use of it. I mean, I went to the outside. I was, I had a marker where I was going to break, and I knew that I could stop the car if I stopped, if I break there. And um, I broke there, and he broke early. Uh, so I managed to get it around the outside. Not as clean as I'd have liked it to be. That lockup could have costed us the race. Was struggling with that towards the end, and really having to manage that. Um, but we made it work. I think a few more laps, and Kiffin would have been qu- quite, quite uh, close to me. So, yeah, I was lucky that it ended, but super happy that we won. Super happy that you won in that late race caution, the restart. How focused are you those final laps with nobody in front of you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us as a team this year has been restarts. We've been struggling quite a lot on restarts. So I um, was really concentrating on keeping my tires up to temperature, and I think that allowed me to get a good jump on everyone else. And um, I was quite um, uh, thinking quite a lot where I wanted to go, and I think I went at the right time. I think Christian expected me to go a bit earlier, and he got on the power and then had to check up, and then I went after he checked up. So just little things like that, really. Now with the first win in the bag, a couple of weeks now, you head to the short oval at Iowa Speedway. What do you think about that end for the bull ring? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, this will be, I'm still new to ovals, very new to it, new, new to them. So, um, yeah, just going to try and learn as much as I can and, and take a, whatever result we can get. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Well, a great run out there today. Congratulations. Thank you. Louis Foster, winner of the Indian X by Firestone Grand Prix here in Mid-Ohio. Well, let's hear from Christian Rasmussen. Uh, Joel, he'll get the final step on the podium, and boy, did he earn it, holding on to what looked like was a very loose race car. And most importantly, I think, with this third-place finish, is a lot closer to that points lead than he started the day. You did look like you were holding on, playing defense there at the end. How difficult was it to bring this car home in third? Yeah, it was tough. Uh, it just, for me, like the car just kind of... It disappeared underneath me uh, after that, like, little bit of a rain that came. um, And it just never really came back. So, I don't know. We'll have to look at what happened. Uh, It looks like my rear tires were just completely gone for some reason. Um, I was sitting pretty good, you know. I was just trying to manage the gap, not really push anything. And and I think I did a good job with that. But it was just the rain that kind of messed it up a little bit. Uh, But, yeah, uh, good points for the championship. You know, that's what we got to focus on. We closed the gap. Uh, and and that's really the main goal, you know. Every single weekend we want to compete for wins, especially when you're on pole. But if you can make a gain in the championship, that's really that's really the overall goal. So yeah, good day in terms of that. But I wanted more today. Well, that is exactly what he did. A little bit closer to that ultimate goal, Christian Rasmussen, with his eighth career Indy Next podium. Yep, your podium today. Christian Rasmussen comes home in third. Kiffin Simpson, a career best second. And the winner for the first time at Indy Next by Firestone is the Englishman, Louis Foster. Your points leader leaving mid-Ohio. Still Nolan Siegel, but it is down to just 16 points 
over Christian Rasmussen. Up next for Indy Next by Firestone, they don't make the trip north of the border to Toronto, so a few weeks off before they'll go racing on an oval for the first time. Don't miss it, July 22nd, Indy Next by Firestone racing at Iowa Speedway. The Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio has been brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton, covering the pits, Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli. Our turn announcers were Michael Young, Mark Jaynes, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Burgett. Master control operations by Sam Rumsa. And the network director is Chris Pollock. This is Nick Yeoman. Don't go anywhere. The Honda Indy 200 is up next. Join Mark Jaynes, Davey Hamilton, and the rest of the crew for flag-to-flag coverage of the NTT IndyCar Series here at Mid-Ohio. Listen at 1 p.m. Eastern on all the usual outlets, including a radio station near you. You do not want to miss it. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.